Okay, podcast. I'm Stormy. I'm Elena. And this week we're gonna hang out and talk about some stuff. Do the same thing as every other week? Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> Not technically, because on this week we've got Idol Threat. We've got their vocalists, uh, Zeke and Ernie. And actually the song that we just had playing us in is Cement by them. Oof. We're uh, disorganized today, aren't we? Yeah, a little bit, but it's fine. We, we should have known better than to watch the presidential debate. Oh, God. Right before jumping no. on. And we're not even going to talk about it. It's not worth it. No, I just want to point out that our brains are in other places. More mush, important literal places. Literal mush. I have turned into an idiot, I'm pretty sure. I got dumber listening to that. I Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to get into it. I'm <laughs> We'll, we'll be talking about it for an hour. No, yeah, no, it's not worth it. I'd rather talk about Animal Crossing having pumpkins and stuff halloween update i haven't played yet i know you gotta i've been playing digimon so okay but you can play animal crossing and you can come over and get some pumpkins from me because i've got them grown already fair enough because i time travel hey um wow this is uninteresting to anyone listening (laughs) (laughs) no i've been i got uh cyber sleuth and uh, like the complete edition so it has um the second game as well Uh uh-huh so I haven't started the second one yet because I was like, well, before I do the second one, I'm just going to replay the first one because I never got all the way through it because I rage quit because I played for six hours and forgot to save and then lost so much. Uh, Yeah, no kidding. So I haven't been on Animal Crossing like at all. See, now you have me wanting to play Digimon and it's- I haven't played Digimon in like a long time. Well, Cyber Sleuth is really good. I was super, I can't even remember the last game I played. I was super into it when I was like 11 or 12 for like six months. And then I just like fell off it and never returned. Well, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I liked Digimon better than I liked Pokemon. I did too for that time period. Yeah, the card game never actually caught on in America. So it wasn't like a big thing here. So now that Digimon doesn't necessarily have like a very popular show, it's like nobody knows what it is and i'm just like sitting here trying to tell the kids you should play digimon and they're like what's what <laughs> okay never mind don't play digimon then i guess i'll that'll be for us all i remember is i had one of those little like digimon action figures and you could open it up so that it had like a little temple thing inside of it well i had a digivice yeah i don't think i had one of those and then i actually got this in a blind box the other day Oh, that's so cute. Little gato man. You'll have to post a picture because nobody can uh, see what you're doing yeah, right man. now. <laughs> Tiny little gato man. She sits on my uh, headset stand and looks adorable. All right. So we've caught up with each other. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should uh, talk about like new music or something. Yeah. Maybe let's talk about that. That's, that's a little more All on right. topic. So obviously my favorite from this week is uh, Tickets to My Downfall, the whole album by Machine Gun Kelly. Because I love MGK to begin with, and this time it's a pop punk album, <laughs> so you know I'm there. 
I'll admit I only listened to a couple songs. That's fair. That's fine. I am obsessed with it. I it's I've been listening to it nonstop. I do want to listen to it all the way through just to see if it grows on me a little bit because I wasn't super gripped. I think it was by song two that I ended up changing it because I was working out and I needed energy. I should say more energy. That's not that there wasn't energy. Yeah. It was just a different energy. Energy that you didn't want at the moment. It's right. a different kind of energy. Exactly. I so I, I will return to it. And I had meant to do that before. Well, because you didn't even get to the Halsey song. That's the best one on the whole album, to be honest. Yeah, maybe maybe tomorrow while I'm commuting. Well, I'll I really like the title track. I don't, e- I don't even remember which one's... Was that the first song? First one. Tickets to My Downfall. That's the first song, though. I don't remember what the track listing looks like. Yeah, it's the first song. It's okay. The, it's called title track. It's not called Tickets to My Downfall. Gotcha. See, again, I was working out, so I wasn't paying attention. Wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my favorite from this week. We'll put more... I'll put more new music on the playlist. Well, I've got a couple. Okay. We've talked about Medina Lake's Tiny Weapons on here before, I think, but they finally released it officially for the first time in that kind yeah, of like... Yeah, not, not on SoundCloud for a minute. <laughs> ex- exactly. So they, they rounded out the actual EP release. It's now done. Hopefully they'll be working on more, but you've got all four songs and Tiny Weapons is eight minutes long. So if you haven't listened to it already, go ahead and do that because it's a ride. Dear Youth released Gold Mines, which is also really good. And then Mayday Parade released Lighten Up Kid, which I'm obsessed with. It's really good. <laughs> but those are the three that like kind of stole the show for me these past couple of weeks. So, Ooh, I will say there was one song, uh, Morningside by St. Blonde. I really dug this week. I will have to listen to that because I have not already. You Me at Six dropped a song too, which is really good. That didn't even come up with my release radar. It's good. What the fuck, Spotify? It actually made me... But here's the thing. I have this, like, nostalgic thing for uh, Sinners Never Sleep, that album, because it was, like, my freshman year, I think. Maybe my maybe it came out my senior year, but I was still obsessed with it my freshman year of college. Right. So I listened to that one You Me at Six song, and then I was like, I need actual You Me at Six, please. Like, <laughs> and... But, like, it's not to say that the new stuff is not great, because I still love it. It's just, like, when I hear a You Me at Six song, I have to go listen to that album. Yeah, the, there's a nostalgia factor, for sure. It's the same reason that, you know, when we talked to Sullivan of Midnight Skies, we were like, oh, my God, you remind us of Early Mayday Parade. <laughs> it's not yeah. to, you know, <laughs> yeah, say yeah. that that stuff is better than anything current. It's just because it reminds us of good, happy times, especially when the scene was a little more prominent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Uh, people really identified to their listening habits. And, you know, all of you and your best friends were out at shows together and happiness abounds. just shouting in the car. Like, we would literally just go on drives when I was in high school. Like, me and my friends would go out on country roads, roll all the windows down, and blare music. Like, just blast it. Exactly. It was so much fun. But speaking of our playlist, we've decided to do it a little differently than we've been doing it in the past. So we're just going to have one running playlist that you can follow instead of doing playlists for individual episodes. My plan, though, is to move the previous week to its own individual episode playlist so that you could still go back and listen to those if you want to. Like if you're listening to a specific episode and you want to hear some of the music that we talked about. But... That way it stays fresh and you don't have to just like go find a new playlist every week and um, you can just always be following it. And then 
when Wednesday rolls around, you'll have a new playlist to listen to. What if we include some of the bands that our interviewees discuss in those episode playlists? Yeah, that was my thought. Okay, sweet. So, you want to go talk to the boys? Yeah, let's go talk to the boys. Cool. from Idle Threat. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Do you mind just, like, you know, introducing yourselves by name so that our listeners know who they're listening to? Uh, yeah, I am Zeke McKinney. I play bass, and I also do the singing vocals. And I am Ernie Fabian. And I nice. play guitar and do the screaming vocals. Cool. We got both vocalists. Look at us go. <laughs> <laughs> Two thirds of the band. <laughs> so can you guys give us a little bit of a history on Idle Threat? A yeah. little bit of a history. Like, how did you yeah, form you go ahead. where you come in from? <laughs> yeah, so we um, have been a band now for six, going on seven years, I think. Um, yeah. We, yeah, so we started, we formed in 2014, and uh, basically how it, how it started was we were, uh, Zeke and I met uh, playing worship music at our church um, on the worship team, and then um, we were both kind of just like into the same kind of music, you know, we both just play around with different riffs that nobody else on the worship team was playing. And uh, <laughs> sort of the, the giveaway that um, we were going to be friends. And so we, we just started hanging out and uh, decided we, you know, we just talked about kind of our growing up in, in music and, and what that was like. And so uh, we just started getting together and writing music together. Um and at the same time, uh, he and our drummer, Justin, were uh, just kind of doing the same sort of thing. They, they went to high school together. And so he, they were kind of getting together, playing some like, you know, pop punk kind of stuff that, that just covers and, and then some original stuff that they had written. And uh, Zeke and I formed like a, a joke band uh, with some other guys because uh, there was a, a venue in where we're from is in Smyrna, Tennessee, which is like 20 minutes south of Nashville. And, uh, yeah, basically, long story short, we were going to play that venue uh, with this joke band, just this, like, over-the-top heavy music band. Uh, but all the other members in the band flaked out, so just me and Zeke, we were like, hey, we kind of want to do this for real, um, or at least write some, some full music. And that's when he introduced me to Justin, and we became a band, basically wrote some music and have been going ever since. Yeah, so- the rest is history. <laughs> when you say that you guys bonded over the bands that you liked at the time, like who were you vibing? Hmm. I specifically have a memory of playing uh, the words "best friend" become redefined by Chiodos with you in oh. the worship sanctuary during practice. I remember that. 
But other bands would be like Under Oath and Norma Jean and The Chariot and stuff like that. So right. the good ones, yeah, yeah, That's the good so ones. So funny because I, so I, every once in a while I'll play in my dad's or sing in my dad's worship band, and we did um, an, like three Paramore songs all the way through one time while we were just practicing because nice. I was just like playing yeah. on the guitar while they were <laughs> yeah. setting stuff up. So yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, I have a story like that too, and it makes me very happy that we're not the only ones that do that. Yeah, no, you're not. No, that that off the cuff riffing is so yeah. fun. I love when that happens. Yeah, yeah, I'd say for sure. Like Giotto's was like one of them, but I remember Zeke specifically was into like Mayday Parade, and uh-huh. I was definitely more into like Under Oath and the heavier. Uh, you know, super heavy, but definitely heavier than Mayday Parade. But I like Mayday Parade, too. <laughs> well, that's why you're the screamer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, yeah. That's, that's part. The other reason I'm the screamer is because I can't sing. So, not as good as <laughs> Yeah, and hey, the reason man. I'm the singer is because I can't scream. So, yeah. there we go. I was going to say, screaming out. takes a, a certain sort of talent that, I mean, does. I definitely I, don't possess. So. I do not possess it either. I have tried so many times. That I, it me and you both. Sounds awful <laughs> and it yeah. hurts me, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, what influences do you guys think that you most derive from at this point? Like, if you were to identify some, like, sound-alikes for yourselves, who would it be? I think we've uh, like, inadvertently become... Like we're not really like shooting for a certain, you know, we don't follow a band so closely that we're like, I would really like to sound like this. Yeah. Um, we kind of draw from a lot of different areas, um, but we often get lumped into bands like Microwave, um, As Cities Burn, uh, Title Fight sometimes. Uh, yeah, like I'd say that those are like the big three, but I mean, we all listen to all that stuff and a whole lot more that we kind of draw little elements that we like and put together. Yeah. What are your favorite bands like right now? Mm. Oh man. I mean, for me, I would say honestly, like recently it hasn't been a lot of heavy bands. It's been like fleet foxes. I love fleet foxes and they just released a new record this week that happened to drop on my birthday. So that oh. was a great surprise. Um, <laughs> And then I love Rustin Kelly a lot. I love Jess Ray is another artist I love a lot. Um, yeah, those are those have been like really big ones for me recently. What about you, Henry? Um, yeah, no, those are. I mean, the new Fleet Fox Fox's record is great. I uh, my favorite band ever is Me Without You, so I still always listen to them regularly. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. Manchester Orchestra will always be one. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of like, it's hard for me to get into new music, um, but a newer band, newish band that I just like absolutely love is Pine Grove. Like, seeing them a couple times, you know, they put out like four records now or something like that, and it's just every single one is incredible, and they're probably like my favorite band of you know music that's come out in the last five years or so. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say thank you for saying Manchester Orchestra though, because <laughs> one of my all time favorites and I just feel like I don't hear their name nearly enough. Oh, they're incredible. And us being like, you know, kinda close they're from Atlanta, so like we're kinda close and like 
yeah, you just kind of rep people in your region. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's funny. Actually, one of the first covers we ever did was Pride by Major yeah. Orchestra. Really? We were doing that, yeah. Is that available that. anywhere? Like No. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't record it. We just played it live. That's it. Well, time to do it again. Play <laughs> the camera, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. So you guys are coming off of your sophomore EP, and that's called Nothing's Broken for Good. So can you tell us a little bit about the concepts uh, behind the tracks that you've written here? Uh, yeah, the concept for no- Nothing is Broken for Good is just the idea or our belief that um, nothing is arbitrary, that nothing happens for no reason, and that there's a purpose behind everything, and that... Uh, there's hope even in the darkest of seasons, and that's why that's why we ordered the tracks, uh, the beginning and end tracks. Nothing lasts forever, and then an ending with nothing is broken for good, and it starts off really bleak, but ends really hopeful. And the basic idea that we wanted to convey is just that, yeah, nothing, even when it's broken, it's not forever. The the dark times don't last forever, and that um, good will eventually come out of it. Yeah. Was that inspired by events from this year, or had you recorded most of these songs prior? Yeah, we. Uh, this whole EP has been done and ready to go since March of last year, so not this oh. much. Oh. So yeah, we had no idea yeah. what was when we wrote these songs. Um, it mainly stemmed from a season of our lives, which the last EP is called "Grown Tired," um, dealing with a lot of elements of apathy. Uh, sort of um, disdain for for church, a lot of doubt, uh, just like kind of really wrestling with what we have believed for so long. Um, and then, you know, realizing that we were at that place, but we're no, we, we just as people, as individuals are no longer in that headspace anymore. Um, and when we wrote this EP, you know, things were not like they are right now in the world. And so, we were in a very good positive spot. Um, I'd say like overall, like even through COVID, like we're still uh, in a pretty good headspace. I mean, we're, you know, we have our struggles with anxiety and, and whatnot also just like everybody else right now. But um, yeah, we just came through this, uh, this apathy for, and this just bleak outlook on the world and, and realized that like, Hey, that's just like that moment is fleeting. And like, the worst that yeah. can happen to me is that I will die, and even that is just going to last but a moment. And you know what we believe is that you know we'll spend eternity with our our Father in heaven, and like nothing is better than that, you know. So yeah. that's kind of where we mm-hmm. came from and how we got to where this record landed. Yeah. So to that point, do you feel like the songs have changed meaning for you at all? Uh, just given the way that things have transpired since the time that you finished them or I, I wouldn't say that they've changed meaning I just think that their meanings are, are even deeper now it's like we kind of wrote them uh, about those things not knowing how much they would come to mean to us once 2020 started right. um, no kidding so uh, like our song like we even talked about it the other day like our song Ungrateful and how like the the refrain in that song, the hook in that song is, I don't want to die ungrateful. And it's about being being thankful for the valleys and the mountains in your life, you know, the hard times and the good times. 
especially the hard times, the ones that are really hard to be thankful for. Uh, not We wrote that not knowing that we were about to go through one in 2020. And so that song, it, they just mean even more to us now. But they haven't changed meaning, I don't think. No. Right. Well, I got to say, I don't think you guys could have like come out with a better release time for it. Mm. Especially, I was just reading a couple of days ago about how evidently like the six-month period into any sort of prolonged traumatic experience um, sort of like resurges a lot of negative feelings in people. Mm. And since we're just kind of like coming up on that right now, I, I just feel like these songs are especially valuable to listen to. So thank you for that. Uh, thank um, you for saying that. Thank you. Oh, of yeah. course. I mean, that's something that just like we couldn't have orchestrated, you know, like, right. yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't release COVID? On- <laughs> I didn't know the world was going to end. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we should all write music as if the world was going to end. And, and, then, yeah. Yeah, and then if it does, it'll just be. Yeah. Yeah. At least you can say you wrote something that meant something to someone during their last days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that just hit hard. Yeah. (laughs) I think the best part about having or writing music that like has such meaning like that is that it can hold up in different situations and in darker situations even, which, which is super important. And I think that there's a lot on this album that, can help you feel uplifted. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Wow, so, awesome. yeah. Yeah, it means a lot to hear that. Anyway. <laughs> so shifting to, I guess, like maybe a more technical standpoint, um, how do you guys feel like this progression or this this EP showcases your progression um, as a band or as individuals since the release of Grown Tired in 2016? Uh, I think, you know, obviously, like what Ernie said, I think we're in a better, like more positive headspace uh, in regards to like just our struggles and our faith and everything like that. But also, I think just as musicians, uh, Grown Tired was released uh, right before we started touring a lot. Um, and then we, we toured a lot over the next <laughs> three years. And that, I think, has just grown us as a band and as individual musicians. I know as for me. Um, and I just think that that shows uh, on our new record. And I think that uh, just going through three years of experiences together, um, yeah, I think I think that our songwriting is more mature. Um, I don't, definitely think don't think that we've uh, peaked or anything like that. We still have a long a long way to go. We always want to be getting better and changing. Um, but I would like to say. Personally, I think I think that our songwriting is more mature and that we're better individual musicians. So yeah, that's what no, I would I say. Would totally agree with that, and I think you really hit on it with like the experiences that we had on the last record, and um, yeah, just like as a band, even collectively. I mean, first off, mm-hmm. doing this EP was like a huge pain in the ass, and like <laughs> it, we went through some stuff. Uh, to, to make this EP that like I wish that hadn't happened but we had to like kind of persevere through that you know kind of clinging to the themes of the record uh, not necessarily directly but looking back it's like wow okay like we wrote these songs and then all of a sudden we had to live those songs out and yeah <laughs> like that, that but now where we are as a band is just kind of just a much more healthy I think I think early bands 
if I could ever say something to, you know, somebody that's starting a band, like there's a lot of stuff that you'll care about at the beginning and it'll cause you to just like be incredibly mad at one another over the smallest little details that now where we are collectively is just such a stronger unit of like, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, like we're going to, we got stuff that's like more important to us, which is, you know, our families and, and kind of where we're at uh, individually, but also, you know, writing music again is fun. And like, it's something yeah. that was like why we did it in the first place. And it's cool to be at a place again where we don't really care about all the rest. It's just, let's have some fun and write some tunes that we believe in. Now, do you think some of that growth together is, is a function of being kind of like those, those tour guys, so to speak? Like I, after stalking your social media and everything, I realized that you guys are like, like really good at touring, um, <laughs> you know, especially yeah. for, for a newer band. So what kind of experiences have you guys been through that, um, I guess, strengthened that bond? Yeah, I think like, there's just so many times that, uh, well, okay, you know, one thing I would say, like, this band probably got kind of lucky that it even exists anymore. Not that we like, ever got to a point where we just absolutely despised each other or anything like that because you know these are my brothers and like I, I care for them deeply but just like realizing at a point where those little things are not worth the time that you like invest in them and then taking that energy to like actually understand each other in those arguments you know like I can remember times on the road where we had to have like heart to hearts and like come to Jesus moments with one another about, Hey, like what you're doing annoys me, like stop doing that. Or, you know, like what you said, uh, even if you didn't mean it this way, like I took it this way and like, yeah, it just helped with communication, I guess, bottom line. And now we're through those things and, you know, don't get me wrong. We haven't toured in a while because of COVID. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I look forward to getting back on the road knowing that we like don't care about, you know, where we eat or something that like we argue about, but just, you know, little stupid stuff like that. I agree with that. I think anytime that you're locked in a van with anybody for three weeks, you know, that stuff's just going to happen. Uh, you're going to get annoyed with each other, but you're also going to have like some amazing, really fun times. Mm-hmm. And both of those things are what bring you closer, both the good and the bad. So yeah. we went through a lot of that for sure. Well, and I mean, it's almost like you're learning how to live with other people. Like, so when you're young and living with your siblings, you're like, oh, my gosh, I hate them. Yeah. But then you you grow through that. And then eventually you don't hate each other, hopefully. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like the same thing as having a, a roommate, yeah. except yeah. these roommates, like, you guys don't have a bathroom to share. Like you just have to find one, (laughs) you know, like it takes it even further than your just annoying roommate that takes up all the bathroom time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Stormy, you've had to spend 45 minutes in the car with me before. And like, I'm pretty sure you were done by the time we got out. So I don't even remember a time. 45 minutes. That seems like a long time. I kept getting, I kept getting (laughs) lost in those traffic circles. Oh, and the, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I know that you probably want to ask them a, a question that's on topic right now, so I'll let you go ahead. I do. Do you guys have any weird tour stories? I'm like, it's like my favorite thing. So, like, 
a weird tour story or like something funny that happened or just, you know, take that as you will. But a murder. We got a murder at one point. What? Yeah, that wasn't really a tour story. What? <laughs> Medina Lake, believe it or not. Story. Oh, no, that was, that was a recording story. Yeah, it was, what? it was something about. The, I mean, I probably can't do it justice. They got them for when they were recording one of their albums. Um, somebody got stabbed or shot oh in like gosh. an adjoining hotel room. Like within so, an hour of them going there. Yeah, they'd already been trying to get a new hotel, but the label wasn't. <laughs> the record label yeah. did move them after that, <laughs> but <laughs> before that, yeah. they refused. So. Wow. Yeah, no, no murder, but definitely yeah. murder. <laughs> incredibly sketchy situations. Yeah. Um, oh, do you tell? I, we'll, you know, we'll both tell one because I think we both have a good one. Uh, I would say for me, the one that always comes to mind is the the only time I've ever seen Niagara Falls, and uh, basically we played in Pittsburgh one night, and we 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 had just done no, it was a I think it was like almost a month long tour and we we're yeah. almost done with the first leg of it. And we were going to, we were playing with a band called native tongue um, for about 12 days or something like that. And then we were switching over and playing with some guys in Virginia um, called Eves and playing Pittsburgh. I want to say it was like second to last night of tour with those guys with native tongue. And it's a large tour party. Like, probably 20 people or so that have to find housing each night, which is incredibly hard to do if you're not from that area. So we get done. It's like, we got nowhere to stay in Pittsburgh. None of us have ever played there. And so we just put out on Facebook, like, Hey, who can house like 20 guys? Um, and I think 20 is an exaggeration, but a lot of guys. And they were basically two people came back and were like, Hey, half of you guys can stay with us. Half of you guys can stay at this other house. And we're like, all right, cool, place to stay. But it was in Buffalo, New York. So we had to drive up to Buffalo. Not a big deal, but like, you know, it was like after midnight. So by the time we got to our host home, it was definitely like two or three in the morning. And I'm chatting with this guy on Facebook Messenger. Uh, his name, I can't remember what it was, but his name was something on that. And then when he when we met him, he introduced himself to something else. So I was like, I hope this is the right guy. Well, he's like, half awake half yeah half awake half asleep and he's just like yeah uh i was what did he say he was like he asked us what we were doing tomorrow he was like yeah what are you guys doing in buffalo and we're like oh well we're gonna go get wings or like yeah you can join us if you want and then he said uh he's like oh yeah i would but i never know who i'm gonna have to meet and where yeah 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 Yeah. But like, before that, okay. he, said that he, he said that he was high on something, and that's the only reason he agreed to put us up. He's like, but you're here, so you can just stay here. Oh, my God. So we go in his house. It's, like, incredibly nice. Uh, yeah. And he's got roommates, and then some random girl comes out of his room uh, and grabs a slice of cold pizza. I remember that. And <laughs> anyways, his house, it was just way too nice of a house for what I was like thinking. And so the roommates are like super creepy and they're like looking out the window at our van and they're just like, what kind of gear do you guys have? And just like really asking us these like questions. And we're like, Oh, we were kind of, you know, this is what we play out of. And they were just like creepy, just so weird and uh, definitely high on something. And anyways, try to make it somewhat shorter, but 
we find out the dude is like a drug dealer through that comment that Zink just said. And uh, we just had these vibes that they were going to like try to rob us the whole night. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't, but that's how it felt. So at like four in the morning, none of us can sleep. We're all texting each other quietly in the living room. Uh, and we're like, you guys just want to like leave. <laughs> it's too, too early to get a hotel, so we'll just sleep in the van. So we drive 30 minutes north to Niagara Falls, sleep, kind of sleep, in a Tim Hortons parking lot. And then we watched Niagara Falls open up at sun, uh, at sunrise. And it was pretty magical, but also, like, very <laughs> dreamlike because we were all so tired. Yeah. I mean, that's a happy ending that's, to that story. But yeah, because yeah. that could have been way worse. But, like, also, dude... <laughs> Yeah, we've had a lot of moments where, like, at this point, we're just not going to risk it anymore. Like, I've had so many <laughs> uncomfortable nights sleeping at someone's house that I don't know, which is already uncomfortable in the first place, right? But then you add in, like, they don't have air conditioning in the middle of winter or, you know, no more couch space. So, you're, you know, I'm grateful for a house to stay, but whenever it's creepy, I'd rather just sleep anywhere else. <laughs> Hmm. Look, I'm selective enough about my Airbnbs. Like, I have to text the whole group once I find it and be like, we're not going to get murdered here. Right? Yeah. Like, there's got to be a general consensus. So, like, oh, yeah. kudos. Airbnb's you guys are brave. <laughs> what about you, Zeke? Do you remember anything specific? I mean, I can probably talk to the rest of the interview about this stuff, but. Uh, that would, like, uh, make my whole life, but Elena would be mad. <laughs> I, I can think of one, um, but it's not like a funny story it's more just like a like sad story about how a million things didn't go our way so basically it was on the last tour we went on which was in november yeah. and yeah. we had had some van troubles and uh i had i can't remember what happened oh okay we were driving to a show in detroit and basically uh we filled up our tire with with air uh before we made that drive but on our way there, it started losing air so quickly while we were driving that it blew. We blew a tire while we were on the interstate, which is never fun. And so we pulled over to the side of the interstate, and we, like, could not get this tire. Uh, like, the jack I had wasn't working. We couldn't get the tire, and the show was about to start. And so luckily, we have some really amazing friends in Michigan who drove from their houses, came and picked us up in a couple cars, we crammed all of our absolutely necessary gear into their cars and caravan to the show. They played the show. Um, meanwhile, the van is still sitting on the side of the interstate. And uh, so after the show ends, it's like midnight, uh, I called AAA to see if they could come tow the van off the side of the interstate. And so they said they could, and they said they'd be there in 30 minutes. And so I got Ernie... And Amy, who is now his wife, but was his fiance at the time, and our guitar player, Nathan, and we drove out 30 minutes to where the van was. Um, and we ended up waiting for AAA for like three hours because they didn't show up. Um, and it was like 3.30 in the morning by the time they got there. Mm. And the truck and the tow driver shows up and he's like clearly not okay. And I'm really upset. And so I start talking to him. And he's like, yeah, I was headed here. But then I got called to a car accident. 
and I was the first one there, and I had to pull someone out of the car who had just gotten a wreck. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's had a really bad night, too. So I didn't say anything to him. And basically, we had one tire that was already blown. And at 3.30 in the morning, he's towing our van up onto the tow truck. And while he's towing it up onto the platform, he pops the other tire. And so, yeah. oh my god! At, oh, at no. this point, I'm like so tired and delirious. I'm like, dude, I don't even care. Just get it up there and get out of here. And so we went home. Uh, and like the next day, I think we figured it out. We had to buy two tires instead of one tire. And it, just stuff like that sometimes happens. But that was a that was a really bad night. That was not a good night. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. yeah. I'm really curious about why the cops didn't beat the tow truck. I don't know. That, but that poor guy. About it. Yeah. 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 Like, why would know. they they forward that call onto him before they were even able to get there? That's terrible. I don't know. Yeah. Um. No yeah. Nothing good ever happens after like midnight. No. No, that's yeah. what they say, right? It's the yeah. I can name like three things in my life that have been good after midnight. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 Most of them involve food. Dude, yeah. So, yeah, that's about that's the only thing good. I can think of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys, I'm going to reorient for a, a second here. I want to talk about Threat Fest. So okay. you host this annual festival. Can you just tell us a little more about it, like what inspired you to take on the project and how it's kind of grown from its foundations? Um. Well, I, I guess it started, and Ernie, you can jump in any time. Uh, it started whenever we had our first release show ever for our first EP that is no longer anywhere anymore because we don't want anyone to hear it. Um, and we had our first release show in a building in downtown Smyrna and it went awesome. And after that, we had like tossed around the idea. We're like, well, what if we did another show here? And then that kind of became like, well, what if we did like a festival kind of thing? And so literally later that year, we just decided like, all right, let's do it. Um, we had no experience, no help, and we were just like, shoot, let's just book all of our friends and put together the festival. And we did it that year, and it was awesome. And we just kind of we kind of kept doing it. Um, we kind of, I mean, through that, the, the vision behind it has just been to, like, create a place and a community and a festival to foster creativity in an encouraging and supportive way especially for the Nashville scene. But we also include other artists in that, too. But especially for, like, the local Nashville scene. Um, yeah, that's kind of our goal. I don't know. Ernie, what do you got to say about Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's the, the gist of it. I think uh, it started out just as a fun idea, but it has become, like... Yeah. I feel like the music industry specifically, um, in every facet, different areas of it, is pretty like cutthroat and can be very competitive. And, you know, um, it's kind of hard to find bands uh, that, well, it feels easier now maybe because we've put ourselves in the community, but like at the beginning, it definitely felt like you have to prove yourself and, you know, like nobody's really like all that supportive of you because they're doing their own thing. And then Nashville, everyone's in a band. So who cares about yours? And also everyone, for every good band, there's like 15 other good bands, better bands in Nashville. So it's just very competitive. And like we uh, grew, I grew up um, going to shows and, and Zeke did too um, in high school. And like 
it was such a great community that we had at that yeah. time um, that kind of went away when the big venue in town kind of died. It still exists, but it's not what it used to be. Um, so we just want to bring that back and, and, and have mixed genres, you know, support each other, not just all the hardcore bands with one bill and then all the pop punk bands, like have, have it all be every night. Um, of the, it's just two nights, but both nights and yeah, just lift each other up and, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. And, and it's become like through, we use applications now. So like we usually get like close to 200 applications and have to, we go through all of them and listen to all the music and give everybody like, you know, a fair chance of do they, can we see them fitting like into like the community aspect of it? You know, not just like wanting to play a sick show. Like you can yeah. forget that yourselves, but we want, when you come to play the festival, or come to enjoy the festival as a fan. Like we want you to feel valued as an individual um, and be able to make some friends along the way, that kind of, kind of deal. That sounds awesome. I was going to say Stormy, that should be our next road trip venture. Yeah. Once this all starts again. Yeah. Once, <laughs> yeah. once, once we know it's live music again. <laughs> yeah, um, sounds fun. So what are, what are some of your favorite memories to have come from hosting this? Like anything that stands out, inspiring, funny, you know, yeah. whatever. What year was it? 2018 was like the best year. 2018 was a great year. 2018 yeah, was, was like our favorite threat fest. Um, it was just so like, I know, it hit everything that we've been talking about on the community aspect. Like it felt very much like, like a camp of some sort, you know, like, <laughs> yeah just like everybody was just hanging out and like everybody watched every set, you know, and the way we do it is it's uh, three stages, um, usually 20 plus bands. Everybody gets like 20 minute sets. So they're really quick and there's no overlap. So it's just one stage after another all night. Um, well, from like six to 11 or so. And yeah, it was just so cool to see like that uh, support from our from our friends and then i think that was the first year where it was like a lot of people that we didn't even know and a lot of people traveled for it yeah yeah uh definitely 2018 as a whole was my favorite year uh, and ernie's favorite year we just loved a lot about that year not that the other years were great every year's been great um but specifically uh man i I I loved any time we've done it twice now, but we've covered uh, Killing in the Name, and whenever we did that, oh man, that was a good time. That was fun. That was super fun. Um, yeah. Anytime we do like some cover or something like that, we everyone just has a blast and it's so fun. So, I think that was also the like year that, that uh, people brought swords. Like <laughs> no, no, 2018 was the swords. We covered Killing in the Name 2017, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or but did 2000, we? whatever year we're talking about, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of people brought swords. Yeah, and, they did. Uh, like, real swords. And they just, um, people stood, like, behind us while we played and just held the sword in the air the whole time. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Felt really, There's really pictures. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, was that coordinated, or a bunch of people just showed up independently with swords? Uh, it had <laughs> to be coordinated. coordinated yeah. yeah, but we didn't know about it. Yeah. No. 
yeah. I mean, it was uh, sort of an ongoing joke, I think, that year because we had done a tour where uh, we, yeah, it, we had played another festival where some some guys had some swords, and uh, we made a T-shirt uh, at the time that had one of our we friends on holding the sword, and that I think is how it like sparked. Oh, that. that's okay. hilarious. So, okay, this is gonna be a really annoying question, but I just like I feel the need to ask because like. As event coordinators yourselves, how how feasible do you think it is that we are able to have like socially distanced live shows in the next year or so, or are we just going to rely on live streams? Do you think? I for sure think it's tough. I mean, if you're talking that there are shows happening um, at drive-ins, different you know artists and stuff will play, and you can drive up in your car and like. That's definitely doable, but if you're talking about like what we do and the music that we listen to, I don't think it's you know it just it takes away the whole passion behind like why we do what we do. Yeah, um, I just don't see that being being a thing. And I, and then to also talk about the live stream aspect, like I'm not a big fan of that either. I think it's cool to create content right now, but uh, I just. Our, our event wouldn't work, I think, as a live stream. So. Well, and I think, like, it takes away from the community aspect of it, for sure. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah. I don't know, like, pop punk hardcore is almost like, is it really a show if there's not a pit, you know? Right, right. Like, you need that to yeah. really, like, bring everybody together. Yeah, well, and even if you're not, because I'm not one that just, like, stands in the pit, I'm, like, I feel like I'm too old for that now. I break easy, so I stand back a little bit. Totally. But, like, I like that being there because I feel like that's what it is. Like, that's part of the show. There's yeah. an energy yeah. to it. Yeah, and it makes it, – yeah, it gets the energy up. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Okay, and so <laughs> then I'm, I'm really glad that I asked you that because that's really a divergent take from what I've – heard a lot of people say recently which is a lot of like oh well we'll just do live streams like vr is going to become a big thing or you know the drive-ins but like i i agree i don't i don't think this scene in particular is suitable for that i think if you drive up to like see ajr or something where they put on these you know extravagant theatrical sort of live sets then that's one thing that you can watch from your car but i i think it's different in a a scene that's so reliant on energy so yeah like yeah. I, we we're big fans of like um what do you call it live like live session videos mm -hmm. um those are super cool they're expensive to do so i understand why not everybody would do those sort of things but um i mean i will say like i watched all three of the under oath live streams and they were really cool but they, <laughs> they had a lot of money to put behind production and make mm -hmm. it like a cool thing to watch you know like us doing it yeah. would just be like in someone's garage you know and like I don't know I wouldn't want to watch that so well, I, wouldn't want to perform I that. think that's part of it too because my brother's band has been doing it but he's also a music producer so he already yeah. has everything that he needs to do a session yeah you can make his, it cool in his bedroom so yeah, like yeah. that's something that not everybody has access to um, yeah yeah We've and definitely so, talked yeah. about the idea of doing a live session video, but I know that all of us individually and collectively 
are just really holding out for the day whenever we can start playing real shows again. Uh, we even just texted each other just the other day. We we're like, guys, I wish we were on tour right now. Oh, <laughs> I think I think Ernie started it because he was like, this fall weather makes me think of all our fall tours, and I wish we were playing shows. And we were all like, yes, we just want to play shows again. And so I'm really hopeful that sometime next year we'll be able to get back to it. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see when it's safe for everybody. So. Yeah. Guys, I want you to tour, too. <laughs> we we really want to. It's upsetting for us too. We want we want everybody to tour. We're sad. <laughs> so this is gonna be sort of a depressing follow up, but I like to have all of our guests talk about their local music scenes and just like kind of discuss like who their favorite like local rising talents are, like their favorite venues to go to. So can you just kind of tell us a bit about uh, Nashville in that sense? Ooh. Okay. You know, barring um, circumstances, how, how it would be yeah. otherwise. Yeah, despite the fact that we haven't been able to see our friends play live recently, we do have some, some bands that we do love. I personally, I love this band called Pocket Science. They're not around anymore. They broke up. Um, but I thought they were amazing. Um, our friends in Pale Lungs are killing it right now. They're doing awesome. Uh, our friends in Camden, they're a great band. And... Mm-hmm. I personally, just because I love the new stuff that they're putting out, I love this band called Early Humans. They're really, really great. Um, and those are all, they're all from Nashville. Uh, we yeah. know all those guys. And so they're really good. Um, and as far as venues go, um, we have a place called The End. Um, and there's another, they do a lot of like, like bigger local shows and stuff like that. And some like touring acts will come through and locals will open. But as far as like like the real like undergirdings of the local scene and like what's really like facilitating it is uh, a house venue called That Seventies House, um, and we know the guys that live there. They've they've done so much for our scene, just putting on shows and uh, giving a lot of bands a chance. And so uh, those are two really big venues: the End and That Seventies House. Yeah. I don't know if I forgot anything, Ernie, for you. What are your favorite local bands? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, like, it's definitely cool to know that uh, the scene is still, like, really strong. Like, again, growing up in Nashville, like, there are so many incredible locals that at any given time, three locals could sell out the biggest room at Rocket Town, which is, like, the bit was the big venue in town. And, like, people just used to love going to shows, and that's kind of died. You know, it's kind of hard to get people to come. But we still have some of the best music like at any given night these bands will join up i mean you pretty much covered all all of my favorites too i think um if i could pinpoint a couple others um we have the guys that actually run that 70s house they're in a band called moru which is like a, yeah. a really like heavy band um love that band they're so good um yeah, no, I mean, you pretty much, those are those are kind of the ones that are, like, doing it, like, all the time. Yeah. You see them on all types of shows and, and making really good quality music, so it's fun. It's a good time yeah. to be, and it's fun to know them and, like, you know, get to play shows with other bands that are also really good. Yeah, yeah. sure. Zeke, I got to give you credit. I don't think anyone's ever just rolled off a list like that before. 
Oh, really? That's, that's usually the question that, like, really trips They're everyone up. And like, they... oh, God. Oh, God, I don't want to forget you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's incredible. Yeah. Like, I love the inherent support that you yeah. have for people down well, there. That's amazing. It's tough, too, because you don't want to say, like, you know, I'm sure we're, like, forgetting some. And, like, if they ever, if they watch this, they're going to be, like, butthurt or whatever. They didn't get on it. But it's mm. just, you know, you have the ones that, like, we just play with those guys a lot. Or, yeah. or you just see them, uh, see their name or, or listen to their, their records. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever uh, run into Benchmarks at all? Are you playing over there? Benchmark. I've heard that name, but I don't think we've ever played with them. I don't know okay. if I met them though, but I I've see. heard the name though. All right. They're, yeah, they're, they're friends of ours. Yeah, they they're from Nashville too, and they. Oh cool. So cool. we've Hopefully had them a couple we'll times. Them. Yeah, they're really fun. But yeah. I was just curious if you guys had ever crossed paths or anything. What if they were like, oh yeah. my god, we hate them. <laughs> that sucks so bad. Yeah, this one time we uh got in a fight with them and <laughs> Yeah, we just straight up fought. Yeah, we won though. Yeah, we totally won. Yeah. Okay, well That makes this next question oh awkward because technically it does come from them. <laughs> Well, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> they expected it, I will say. They have this way of whenever we ask them, like, we usually have, like, thematic questions that we'll continuously ask fans at the end. Like, they're just fun little jokes. Um, but somehow Jack always he interprets always them differently. And so they evolve. them differently than we intended them to be interpreted. And so then it comes out to be a totally different question than we had before. So, <laughs> so this question is courtesy of Jack. So we're going to soundtrack a zombie movie with one of your songs. Which one would you want it to be? Uh, oh, man. I honestly don't watch that many zombie movies. I don't know. Ernie, do you know? Yeah. So me and my wife, because we're in quarantine for the next 14 days, <laughs> we have watched, we're watching through The Walking Dead again. So mm. I uh, would probably pick... I would probably pick Restore Repair as the song just because it's so like raw i don't know i feel like if i were running from a zombie that would give me the boost to to get away <laughs> I get to push it. yeah 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 it's a little bit shorter yeah. song so it it probably means that the zombie got me at the end but it's yeah. the ones that i was running from okay so we'll <laughs> let me try to formulate one that's a little more fun for zeke okay um romance maybe it's <laughs> romance movie. We can, we can do a oh romance. Oh my god! Romance movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or oh an god. action movie, whichever. You know, whatever. If one of your songs was a soundtrack to a movie, what kind of movie would it be, and what song would you pick? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I would probably say probably some kind of like slice of life kind of movie, like coming of age kind of movie, like. Felt. Those are like some of my favorite, or like a really inspiring sports movie, something yeah. like that, like Rudy. <laughs> Remember the um, Titans. Ah, uh, it's a great movie. That's a great <laughs> movie. And I don't know, like one, one that would fit in that vibe. I feel like would probably be nothing is broken for good. I feel like I could like hear that uh, in like a yeah, really like inspiring part of a movie, or like a like a resolution in a movie. I could hear yeah. That's what I would say. That's a good one. 
Perfect. I dig it. You inspired <laughs> me for another dumb question, but if you guys were to like make a movie about your lives and the band and everything, what other musician would you bring in to like play your made up best friend? Like who would you want like hanging around as your groupie? <laughs> your made up best friend. <laughs> like you just had to like fictionalize it a little bit. Yeah, I thought uh, you were going to do the cliche who would play you thing. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like I know what Ernie's going to say. Say it. What do you think? No, you say it first. <laughs> okay. uh, so my actual best friend is incredibly funny. And I would, like, all through childhood, like, he's been my, my best friend since kindergarten. And I've always thought he was like Jim Carrey. So I would probably pick Jim Carrey to be him <laughs> in my movie. Okay, okay. I feel like I misunderstood the question. I thought we were picking, like, just some, like, crazy, like, famous artist to just, like, happen to be our best friend in the movie. Just, like, super far That's kind of what I meant, but, like, go either way. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you want. Okay. We, who cares? Well, honestly, thought... we don't care how the question is interpreted if Jack can just switch it on a dime. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. That's really hard. I honestly have no idea. I don't know. But I thought Ernie was going to say Freddie Mercury, for sure. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> um, Wait, is he, like, still dead in the movie? <laughs> well, we're not doing zombie Freddie Mercury again. I'm not dealing with it. We did this once, Elena. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't know. I guess I would say, man, what's one of my my favorite like older bands? Maybe like maybe like a uh, Glenn Fry from the Eagles. That'd be cool. He's yeah, a cool. That would be so cool. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Perfect. All right, guys. Before we let you go, can you just shout out your social media so that our our listeners can know where to find you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are. Um, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, uh, Idle Threat Nashville. And uh, that's what we're on is, is in Twitter, too, right? I think Twitter is uh, Idle Threat TN, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. You guys and sound then, like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think, uh, if you want individuals, at Justin Jones, at Ernie Fabian Third, and at, what, I am Zeke the Geek or something weird like that? No, yeah, at Zeke the Geek. Yeah, on Instagram and then Facebook, it's just Zeke McKinney. I don't have a Twitter though. So. I don't blame you. Twitter sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it would be hard. It would be I, hard. Yeah. For me, so. I deleted my Facebook app, so the only reason I'm even using Twitter right now is so I can um, say my random thoughts somewhere <laughs> on the Ethernet. Um, yeah. In yeah. the in the world, so that they they're there and I can look at them later, but um. I don't actually use it for anything Twitter's used for. It's just a portal into your head. It's just so I can see my stupid thoughts five years from now. Gotcha. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hopping on for us. Appreciate you you guys having us. And, uh, yeah, just keep it. We're going to write some music during this quarantine and have it out probably next year. So. Fantastic. Okay, can't wait. Make sure you let us know when you do, and then we'll have you on again to talk. (laughs) Alright, we'll do. Alright guys, have a great night. See you too.
damn music. Music. That's what they sound like, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I did want to talk to you because I got thinking about the whole nothing good happens after midnight thing. Okay, it's not about my big Diet Coke. Cool. No. I mean, you are drinking out of what looks like a liter bottle, but... Oh, it's a two liter, don't worry. Two liter, two liter, okay. That's what I meant. I don't know sizes. Whatever. Cups are are for dweebs. Anyway, so when that that point came up, my my first instinct was to think about, you know, how we were sitting on the floor at 1.30 a.m. in an Airbnb, <laughs> throwing, throwing gummies at each other. Gummies at each other to get them to collide in the air. They did not stick together. It was disappointing. But ultimately very exciting. Upload, when we, I need to upload those videos to the drive. I don't think we're as funny as we think we are, but, like, I do remember that whole trip being pretty funny. (laughs) It was so fun. It'll be interesting. I don't know. There was just so much that we did that was just, it was just like cool and exploring and it was fun. Like that's the kind of trip that like, we don't even have to actually do anything. Like we just walked around the mall. We didn't shop. We just walked around the mall and then we found what is, I don't even remember what that game is called, but it's like soccer pool. Oh yeah. 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 The, uh, the giant pool table where you kicked the balls yeah, into the but it's soccer balls. Yeah. 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 It was really fun. No, we had a great time, which is acted like we were 16 again. It was so fun. But anyway, that got me thinking about when we were leaving the AJR concert, which I believe was after midnight. I'm not totally sure. But do you remember when we watched that girl almost get run over by her own car? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Me too. Until I started thinking real hard about that whole yeah, and then we started because then we started talking about that person that got trapped under the. And trailer. I was thinking about that the other day too. Coincidentally, not yeah. related. That was actually before we did the interview. That I was thinking, yeah, we were following that story that weekend. I can't remember what band it was. Do you remember? Mm-mm. I don't remember. But this poor lady had gotten trapped underneath this band's trailer and like suffered horrendous injuries. But yeah, we were following that story, and then that girl almost got run over by her own car. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, whoa! Literally, <laughs> oh my god, that parking lot was such a fucking clusterfuck. I mean, we were well, sitting there for like an hour trying never, to get out. Yeah, I had never actually been to a concert there. I like, I lived in India, and we went to concerts and stuff, but it, they were almost always in Noblesville. Right. Or like, at the Hoosier Dome or something. But yeah, because it's just the state fairground. So I guess we should explain what happened as we were in this this long line of cars trying to get out of the parking lot this girl decided to get out of the passenger seat i believe and the driver just went as she was literally halfway out of the car and he was like he just moved and she almost got run over by her own car yeah we were like what is happening here so yeah so my new thing is i'm inclined to believe that for everything good that happens after midnight something terrible probably happens as well must happen yeah Yeah, it's it's all about balance well i was gonna have a little anecdote about good things happening after midnight but it happened before midnight actually we left the park at like 11 30 last night oh come on i just honestly i don't stay up late enough anymore for good things to happen after midnight well i sleep that's the good thing if you're always sleeping after midnight then it's a good thing unless you're having like nightmares or something but you know yeah i guess that's true I just rediscovered how much I love my best friends last night. It was wholly heartwarming and fantastic. Oh, so, I love that. We literally sat for like 
two hours and just told each other the reasons that we love each other. Like from minuscule to like huge. It was very fun. It was very interesting. We took turns and we each did each other and it was fun. I think like the most deep I've gotten with my friends in the recent past is suggesting Netflix shows to each other. That's how we feel close through quarantine. I haven't seen anyone apart from my coworkers since. Yeah, we have we. Well, this is something that we did before COVID. Yeah, but we will go to the park and just hang out. There's a park that we like in town, and we just go out there and we sit at a picnic table in the evening because there's almost never anybody there that late, and we'll just hang out. Yeah, and it's really uh, refreshing and awesome. So I suggest that. Uh, no, if you do that around here, you get murdered. Oh, okay. Well, that- <laughs> we don't have that problem. Right. <laughs> Two different worlds. We've established it that. Is, yes. Well, I've had this conversation with Ian so many times. He thought it was insane that like I I strategically get my gas so that I don't have to stop after dark. I mean, that's not insane. That's just smart. Exactly. He was giving me a hard time about this. And then literally like a week after this conversation, somebody got held up at the gas station that I stop at. And I'm like, this is why. (laughs) I live right down the road from the gas station and I try not to go at night. Right. Like, and I know everyone that works at that gas station. We're friends. I know their names. It's about being small females. All right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah. If I need gas and it's after dark. I'm bringing Jason with me at least. Exactly. Like, no. I'm not going to go there by myself. That's crazy. Yeah. No, boys just don't get it. They don't understand. Mm-mm. I did see a TikTok the other day about a guy dressing... He dressed up in drag, and he's not, like... he, he He's not normally, like, a queen or anything like that. But he was dressed in drag, and he was just, like, walking down the street, and he got catcalled, and there was a guy following him, and he was like, I was legitimately so scared. And, like, I probably could have taken this guy. He was not very big. But I was terrified. I understand yeah. why you feel this way. I was like, yeah, it's scary. <laughs> it's really scary. Because you're like, I wasn't asking for that. I was just walking. I think that's the best thing that have come from, you know, effectively being quarantined in the house for the last six months. I haven't felt too scared. I mean, apart from the whole world collapsing around us. But like, I can't well, remember the last time I felt threatened. My friend Kayla has this response. It's, it's kind of my favorite because she, she used to work at um, a horse track. There are guys there, and they're a lot of regulars, a lot of regulars. And so sometimes yeah. they'll get they'll get drunk and they'll make comments. And um, my fa- it's my favorite thing because they'll like make a comment about her ass, and she'll turn around and go, "Was that respectful?" <laughs> and they usually apologize. Yeah. Well, people don't realize that. I mean, okay, no, I'm not going to justify this in any sense. But I found like from my interactions. If I give someone a weird look or I say something a little bit snarky, they'll usually back up and be like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Like, was that uncool? And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So learning experiences are valuable. And I think that's part of it. Like, guys just don't realize how actually fucking scary that is. I think if you're, like, brave enough to, like, turn around and do something about it, most of the time they're not going to they're going to be like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's not to say that you have to be that way. But no, 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 no. If you are scared, by all means, don't. Like, exactly. I get it. I have started actually commenting on it now because I feel like I feel like some of those guys just like don't realize what they're doing. And so I feel like if I do it, maybe they won't do it to the next girl. And they might also. And scare her. Call their friends out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the future. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Breeding responsibility. <laughs> also, yeah. But my friends also 
listen to women when they speak. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh no, I haven't ever had an issue with friends. It's uh, we'll cat call each other. <laughs> Like, if I walked in and my friends were there, they can't call me, but they wouldn't do it to somebody they didn't know. Yeah. So my favorite response ever comes from my amazing friend slash co-worker. She got catcalled at a stoplight a couple months back. Like, this guy pulled up next to her, rolled down his window, and started yelling at her to roll down her window so that he could, like, aggressively hit on her. And she ended up rolling it down, looked him in the eyes, and said... I would sooner fuck your mother. <laughs> oh my god. My my audio totally just spiked there. Like yeah. It, it, it and it's like, it's not, if you like, looked at her, you would never expect that to come out of her mouth. Like, she's so, like, put together, that. like, this cute little blonde girl. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. She just looks so sweet. I just, I can't imagine See, here's the, the thing. whiplash. I just, my favorite is tiny women being badasses and saying shit like that to I know. who are being disrespectful. Like, that is my favorite thing. <laughs> God, I love it. I love it so much. That's why I do it so much. It's because I like, no, we're not playing this game. Mm -mm. I'm not scared. <laughs> I mean, if you came at me after that, I'd be scared, but I'm right by my car so I can just get in it and then hit you. But like, <laughs> I, it, you know, usually they're far enough away that I can figure it out. Before they get there. If if that were to happen. I've never had that happen, just to be clear. My usual approach is to laugh like they told me a joke. Because the last thing that you want to hear when you're trying to make a move is somebody laughing at you. One time I was walking back from... So, um, last year at Pride, this was one of my favorite moments of my entire life. The, and this is kind of off, off subject. But I was walking from the area where pride was back to where I parked, which was granted really far away, but it's also downtown Evansville. And I wasn't that scared because there were people all over the street, you know, I mean, yeah. everybody was walking back and forth because of pride. And there was another thing going on at the riverfront. So like there was just a lot of back and forth. Otherwise I would not have walked that far by myself, but a guy was, they were driving down the road and a guy leaned out his window and go and goes, Hey baby. And I was like, what? And he goes, and he goes, you are killing it. I believe in you. I love your energy. Keep going. And then just drove <laughs> off. And I was like, that was the best cat call I've ever received. That is all I need. Like, that's so wholesome. That was so great. Like, if it was stuff like that that they yelled, I don't think I'd mind. But like, it's usually something like, nice ass or like, I don't know. Mine's kind of the opposite because I was totally objectified. Yeah. But I just don't like that. I my my favorite incident was when I was in New York City and I made the mistake of wearing this cute little sundress and I was walking down the street and I passed over a grate which blew the dress up like Marilyn Monroe style and as it happened this guy drove by and like wheat wooed out the window. Okay, come on, no. I was, come I was on. Like, All right, that was like out of a movie. Yeah, I mean, come on. here's the thing. I, I don't think I'd even be mad about I wasn't. I wasn't. Because <laughs> that's like, that never happened. No. That doesn't happen in real life. It was absurd. And nobody, like, I was on my own. Nobody witnessed it. <laughs> oh, that, okay. That's a good one. All but right. Like, like, most of the time, it's like, either absurd stuff that's just rude. And like, there's no need to talk to me like that. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. Let's just make a blanket statement. Just don't. Just don't. Yeah, we're, just we're talking don't. to a bunch of people in the pop punk scene. We need to just say, just don't. Just don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> There's never a good time. No. I don't care if it looks like a movie. Feels like a movie. A uh, man. I just, I can't be mad about that. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> anyway, this has gotten out of hand. Why don't we talk yeah. about our social media for a second here? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so you can find us on I'm Not Okay Pod at, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at I'm Not Okay Podcast on Facebook. And then you can email us at I'm Not Okay Pod at gmail.com. And you can also find our website at I'm Not Okay iPodcast.simplecast.com. As always, if you enjoyed our episode today, Please, please, please hit that subscribe button. If you're feeling a little spicy, give us a review or, or a rating. Those things help tremendously in expanding our reach. So. Yeah, and uh, tell your friends about us. Like, if you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. They'll want to listen to it and see uh, if they can't find some new bands that they like, too. Word. But if you want to find me on social media, I'm at Slummy Thomas on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm at sl- Slummy underscore Thomas on twitter and i am brash fat on instagram god you would think that we had gotten better at this by now never how many episodes is this is this 50 mm, oh my I god is this it? 50 we didn't do anything special for 50 no we had talked about it but then yeah i need like balloons or something oh i should have bought a cake damn anyway 50 episodes and we still have not learned how to do our introductions or our social no. media so um i want to make us some shirts Maybe that'll be our 50th episode thing. I'll make us some shirts and I'll send you one. On the topic, my friend Dustin just released some bomb ass merch. And they're actually like, it's not that expensive. But if you guys are interested in really cool merch for local level bands, his band is Two Eyes Open. So check it out. They're really cool designs. I guess you could just Google Two Eyes Open merch. Anyway, I think that's it for tonight. Yeah. (laughs) We should probably say bye. Bye, guys. We'll see you later. That was sort of a voice. When was the first voice you did this episode? Oh, I used all my voices on ARC earlier. Oh, you can only do them once per day. Yeah. (laughs) God, I should get them over with sooner. (laughs) I could do them all the time. Oh, my God.